not just being nice or being patient or giving treats, but actually communicate in the same way that the foster did so that the dogs, pers- oh, you know what I know. You know how to communicate with me. You know what to do when we go into a new situation. Hey everyone, if you are enjoying this episode and want to connect with Billy, hear more about what she has to say, or just talk with her because she's an amazing, friendly, wonderful person that I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with. I feel like you will enjoy talking with her as well. She gives obvious great advice on dogs and can probably pinpoint the exact problem while she's sleeping so that you can have a better life. Go ahead and visit her over at Upward dogology.com i'll include that in the link so that you can head over there and if you're driving or anything and you want to write it down it's upwarddogology.com. just kidding don't write and drive or drink and drive be safe stay well i'm glad you listened to this episode it was a lot of fun to make and overall guys i want to give you a 10 out of 10 for being who you are right now, for existing the way you are. I do feel that many people sometimes bring us down. Maybe that's not what's going on in your life, but just to personally reach out to you in the best way possible, I would just like to insist that you have a wonderful day and that your life goes in a much better direction. I'm personally saying that from me to you. I want your life to go in a better direction. I feel like it can. It's just that first step of really wanting it and then finding some people that you can surround yourself with that will push your life in a better direction. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk with you. And overall, guys, just keep or reach out to Billy because Billy's awesome too. And she'll push your life in a happier direction, I'm sure, especially if it's about dogs. So yeah, take that and enjoy your day. Boom smoke very regularly, but then they get on a plane, let's say they smoke seven cigarettes in a day, they get on a plane and then they can't smoke three of those cigarettes during that time frame. That's the context changing. And then they therefore don't have the same desire to smoke anymore because something has changed. And that's the problem with most habits that go on long-term is that they have so many cues that relate to them smoking cigarettes. They're driving down the road and they see somebody else smoking a cigarette. They are with their friends who smoke and they've lost the battle before they have even had a chance to realize they're in this hole of, I've been smoking for seven years and I can't quit. And they don't know why they can't quit either. You know, maybe if someone was going to be going on a plane and they couldn't smoke, would it be beneficial for them to try to go five hours in their work day and build up an hour, two hours, three hours and, and not go out to that designated workplace so that when they do get on that five hour plane trip, they're not stressing? Is that something that you would? Completely. And the key to stopping tomorrow is to reduce the amount that you're currently taking today. So that way, the next day won't be as hard. That is so interesting. And I think that's why people are so surprised, Mike, because they have said in their mind what their dog, oh, no, no, Billy, you don't understand. My dog's going to do this. My dog's. And then once we start working together, their dog surprises them on some of the changes and decisions. We're providing their dog with options and the ability to make decisions when they're given the skills and tools. 
Hey everyone, if you are enjoying this episode and want to connect with Billy, hear more about what she has to say, or just talk with her because she's an amazing, friendly, wonderful person that I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with. I feel like you will enjoy talking with her as well. She gives obvious great advice on dogs and can probably pinpoint the exact problem while she's sleeping so that you can have a better life. Go ahead and visit her over at Upward dogology.com. I'll include that in the link so that you can head over there. And if you're driving or anything and you want to write it down, it's upwarddogology.com. Just kidding. Don't write and drive or drink and drive. Be safe. Stay well. I'm glad you listened to this episode. It was a lot of fun to make. And overall, guys, I want to give you a 10 out of 10 for being who you are right now, for existing the way you are. I do feel that many people sometimes bring us down. Maybe that's not what's going on in your life, but just to personally reach out to you in the best way possible, I would just like to insist that you have a wonderful day and that your life goes in a much better direction. I'm personally saying that from me to you. I want your life to go in a better direction. I feel like it can. It's just that first step of really wanting it and then finding some people that you can surround yourself with that will push your life in a better direction. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk with you. And overall, guys, just keep or reach out to Billy because Billy's awesome too. And she'll push your life in a happier direction, I'm sure, especially if it's about dogs. So yeah, take that and enjoy your day. Boom has to make sense and has to start with them wanting to, to see the value. And I think part of seeing the value is when you can educate someone well enough, why they would make a change. And I find that if you give someone enough education on something, they will naturally start to say, Oh, I get it now. In my opinion, just from working with people, it's, you have to make sure that their system is set up in place So that way, even when they know they're not supposed to do it, they aren't arriving with temptation in front of them. It's kind of like saying, okay, cookies are super bad for you. Make sure you never eat them because of 55 different health reasons. It's one thing to say that to somebody, but it makes no difference if you're just going to leave a plate of cookies out in front of them every single day. And you're like, look, these are free. They smell super good. You can have them whenever you want. Like that doesn't work anymore because the system is no longer correct. They, they say they're, they're having problems with the amount of sugar they're eating, but yet they have food that is cookies, ice cream, cake in their fridge. So by default, they're not even letting themselves have success. You have to make sure that your operating system is correct before you start penalizing yourself. So yes, having it not sitting there on the counter could allow for that. But on the same note, they can probably go and get, or at least a box of cookies pretty easily at the corner store. So they also have to have those skills and tools to not go get it. I love what you were saying about the mindset because sometimes the reward for for probably people too, but for the dogs, is that just that fact of not going into a state of panic. So even though they know biting achieves their goal of keeping somebody at bay or say a street dog away from their food that they've acquired, 
And then they bring that to their, and they're now in a new home and they're bringing that, that thought pattern and that experience that they need to do that in order to maintain their happiness. Now it might not seem logical to people. It's like, well, the dog's getting food every day, doesn't need to do it. But they've learned that that action maintains their happiness. So now they're sitting, sitting on the couch with their one human and another dog comes up and they're thinking, okay, that dog's going to get patted and take away my happiness. So they're going to lunge out and bark out to keep that dog at bay because they've learned that that works. But when it's out of fear, so they're just like, I have to have those drugs or I have to have that. You know, they're just, they're, they're kind of panicking and, and people do it too. And they just have to have that. When that brain doesn't go to that place and it, it proactively stops going to that place, it has to go to another place. It's a brain. It has to do something else. So if it goes to a place where, oh, I'm just, I'm relaxed and, and I'm okay. And I, I kind of like this happy space I'm in. And I kind of like this happy place that my brain is in. That can be the reward right there where they just don't feel that they have to panic and freak out in order to be okay. The AA system is set up to do instead of drinking because you're stressed out, you're calling someone because you're stressed out. All of the things that are causing your upset or the reason you're wanting to drink to begin with is being handled the same way. You just have a different outlet. So instead of the bar, you're calling the person. And, and for drug addicts, for example, what I've seen is some people will switch from drinking to smoking weed. And yes, the thing, and the thing is, common. yeah. And, and they see it as it's a better alternative, but they're still receiving the same reward of having a body high is one socially more acceptable than the other, whether you get there from weed or alcohol or going for an intense workout, you know, just some are more socially acceptable, but it is all goes back to that feeling that you're trying to achieve. You're trying to achieve a feeling. Interesting. Do you often feel that you are sometimes training the people more than the dogs? hundred percent. There's not a lot of right and wrong with cognitive behavioral therapy. My clients have to be creative. They have to understand why they're doing the exercises and they have to adapt them. So there's the formula that I've created. I don't teach it to every client, but what happens is they start thinking, I know what Billy's going to say, and I know how to do this. And I have my skills and I have my platform skills and I can do this with my dog. And I know what I'm going to do the next time that we go camping with my dog or that we go to the dog park and, and they start to get it themselves. And that's when it really, you know, the light bulb goes on and, and I can see it and they see the changes in their dog and it just clicks. So yes, they, sometimes they, they don't really get what they're doing, but for the ones that do it, it's a beautiful thing to see. That's fantastic. I think habits is such a deeper than we really think it is. It just totally blows my mind too, because initially when even I fell into it too, a habit is just something that you do repetitiously a number of times over and over and over again. But when you can really break down a habit into the different pieces and parts and functions, oh, this is why I act the way I do. When you understand your own triggers and cues so much, you can then start to become aware of them.
And then you say, yeah. okay, I shouldn't do this because it causes me to do this. <laughs> and I think you're right where it's the admitting it and then doing something about it and changing the mindset to change the habit. If you find a habit that you don't like, if you can start tracking it on a piece of paper, just make a little check mark every time, like I'm helping someone reduce the amount they smoke currently. And what I'm having them do is write down just a check mark of, of every time they have the desire to smoke. But the thing is, is some people do know, some people already, already are so aware that they're mm -hmm. like, well, I have this problem and I know it exists. The next thing you have to do is get an accountability partner because you're not keeping mm. yourself accountable. So you have to find somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets to who you're around too, right? Because uh -huh. if you're around people that have no desire to be your accountability partner and they're, you know, here, have a beer, here, have right. a cigarette. Have right. a yeah, they're your smoking buddy, then yeah, yeah. that's not conducive. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's, getting back to me throwing my stuff everywhere like hurricane Billy. Yeah. <laughs> you know i need to it's almost that check mark is what i do and that's what's been helped they they have a check mark or do something before they pick up that cigarette if my brain can then i'll change it if i lived with somebody who was a neat freak i guess that would that could help with that too right i don't i live with dogs <laughs> and, <a cat. laughs> and they don't care <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's interesting who you surround yourself with as well right yeah and you and you just made me realize the idea is accountability partner but the the bigger concept is group and when you have a group that holds certain standards then you are more you're you're invisibly attracted to also hold those standards as well Yes. And that's an interesting thing you were saying about a work environment. I know some people who only smoke at work mm. because they have their smoke work buddies or whatever, and they go out and they chat and that's what they do, but they don't feel like standing outside alone or their partner or whoever they live with doesn't smoke. And so they just don't kind of want to go and stand outside alone and smoke. So they just uh. don't. I've, I've always found that funny. Or they only smoke when they drink, or they never smoke when they're alone. Like that kind of stuff is, and it gets back to your five habits, reason for the habit. Uh-huh. Smoking is caused from the drinking. So it, that's the previous situation. Right. The drinking and then they're smoking because- Or the environment. It might yep. just be that they're around people and- It's interesting with the five because they often cross connect too. So you're not just doing yeah. it because of one. It yeah. might be three of them. And that's what's, it's those three- that make it this thing. Yeah. And that's the same with dogs. There's not, well, I think you asked that question before. It's not just one specific, it's sort of, there's a number of different factors when, when you get that information and you get that feedback, you know how to divvy it out and what to do with it and then how to take that information and, and get back with advice, solution, education, next step that they need to take, right. Based on that feedback that they've given back to you. So that's, yeah, that's what I do with dogs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no no that was totally fun we could talk forever but yeah I'm sure we can yeah no this this has been awesome it's really great always great to talk to you yeah, yeah. you as well